0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 175 of the Wannabe Clutter-Free Podcast. On today's episode, we're chatting about digital photo clutter. This is a big one. And while digital photos don't take up your physical space, they sure do take up a lot of mental space. They might also be causing digital space issues if you have too many. By the end of this episode, you will have a complete strategy to declutter, organize, and maintain your digital photos. And if you want more hands-on help, I have a special offer at the end, so don't miss that. It will be the perfect thing to get your photos under control by the end of this year. You can also go to the show notes on my website for more information. Those can be found at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 175. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 175. But before I get ahead of myself, I want to say a big thank you to you for joining me today. I know your life is full, and I am honored that you are taking some time to join me for this episode. On this show, I do my best to give you real-life examples and tactical strategies that you can take with you in your everyday life, and I want these next 30 to 45 minutes to be beneficial for you. And if you know someone who could use help with their digital photos or other clutter in general, well, then share this episode with them. I am sure they will be grateful that you did. And now let's get to today's topic because decluttering and organizing your digital photos is a big one. It's going to take a bit of time. But let me take you on a trip through memory lane. You see, I'm 43, which means that digital photos have been a part of pretty much my entire adult life. But since it was a new technology, there have been lots of iterations along the way. I've had several digital cameras that use SD memory cards. I've had several smartphones with different capabilities and photo qualities. I've had desktop and laptop computers. In fact, I'm actually really lucky because my last computer actually lasted about 10 years. So my digital cleanup could have been much worse but I've also had my husband's computers, phones, and digital photos to contend with. Of course, we always have a lot of duplicates because we'll share things with each other. And you know those uh, photo albums and you know digital spaces have gotten a lot of clutter and kind of duplicates over the years. And that last bit is the trickiest because each time we got a new computer, we would do all the backups because of course we didn't wanna lose anything, but it resulted in duplicates and confusion. Lots of mental headspace being taken up by this digital clutter. And this digital clutter, particularly the photos, is pretty much the last piece of clutter I tackled in our home. It wasn't a physical issue, but the mental weight, like I was saying, I was stressing over it. I was stressing over our photos. It was pretty immense. I wanted to make sure that we weren't losing anything, that we hadn't forgotten something. And so, you know, it was very important to us. And that's why the importance of decluttering and organizing your photos can't be overstated. Especially now when we take more photos than ever, yet we print less. And I will have to do another episode on physical photos because they are a beast too, and I feel really bad for my parents' generation. They have practically a lifetime of physical photos, photos they've inherited from, you know, their parents, and They still have the last 20 years of digital ones to contend with too. Lots of overlap when we were still even doing digital photos, but you would get them like printed out. Ah, There's so much there. So it's a lot. But we are looking at digital ones today because I know that almost anyone listening to this has heard the story of someone losing their digital photos at one point or another. Some of those can be recovered and some sadly are tragically lost forever. And I don't want that for you. Now, I'm not saying that we need to keep every digital photo ever taken. Quite the opposite. And we will talk about that in this episode. But I want you to be able to choose your favorites. Store them in a way that makes you comfortable, in a way that you are able to access them so you know what you have and you can find photos that you want when you need them. And you can back them up so that you can sleep well at night knowing that, of course, if the unimaginable happened, like a hard drive bit the dust, your computer suddenly wouldn't turn on, your phone got stolen, a cloud backup failed, you would still have all of your chosen digital photos. Okay, so where do we begin? Well, it's a big one, so we're gonna break it down into a few simple steps. The process for decluttering and organizing your digital photos starts with the process of gathering everything together and systematically making sure you have the complete collection. Then we clean them up by removing duplicates, organize them into files, and declutter what remains. The next step is to set up the maintenance process to keep your photos organized and backed up moving forward. And then finally, we look at what we can do with our photos other than just leaving them to sit in digital storage. So these phases are very similar to what you would do when you declutter your physical items. And if you've listened to this show for a while, you will know that I am actually not a fan of the KonMari method for physical item decluttering. Especially if you are a mom with kids at home, it can be a total disaster to get everything out and put it in one place and then deal with it, Right. Instead, I like doing smaller decluttering sprints where we focus on one area at a time, but that is not what we're going to actually be dealing with here with our digital photos because one, digital photos don't take up your physical space, so it won't actually disrupt your activities in your home. And two, decluttering photos little by little is more confusing because the potential for duplicates and redoing the same work over and over and over is much, much higher. So with that said... We are going to be looking at kind of using the KonMari method with our digital photos. But before we dive into it, I do want to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. This is what allows me to bring you all of this information for free. So give the next minute or two a listen and then check out the products you're interested in. When we come back, we'll dive into the steps for making progress on your digital photo clutter. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because, one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair. And to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order.
1: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
0: Welcome back. I'm going to walk you through the whole process of decluttering and organizing your photos. And there are three phases. Phase one is the declutter phase. There are seven steps in this phase, and it is a complicated process. So I am going to break it down the best I can. Step one is to make space. Now, This first step in the phase of getting your digital clutter under control is to make space to bring everything together. Now, of course, this is a digital space, but we are going to be rounding up all of your images and videos. So if you can think about it kind of like making room on the floor to pile everything together, right? We're gathering, we're putting it all in one place so we know what we're dealing with. Now, if you don't have space on your computer, and you probably don't because the lack of space is likely what's forcing you to face your digital photo problem, am I right? So you will need to get a hard drive. To be safe, go with at least one terabyte, but two is likely better. Again, this is going to be something that will live with you for a while. And if you have a lot of things and if you have a lot of duplicates, photos take up a lot of space. So you, at least one terabyte, that's pretty easy to come by these days. You might wanna get two if it's available to you. That's step one. Make room, know where we're gonna put all of our photos, okay, all of these files and all of these images. All right, step two is the gathering phase. And this is where you actually go on the hunt for every SD card, USB stick, old computer, random photo files, old phones, anything that would have images on them. Now, don't worry about if they're duplicates. We're gonna deal with that later. So we're just looking for everything we have. And you might be surprised, look through old bins, try to find everything because if we can do this all in one step, it is so much easier. But if we find something later on, no problem, we can deal with it. All right, so that's step two, the gathering phase. So far, so good, nothing too crazy. We may have had to make a purchase or two, but pretty simple at this point. Step three is the dumping phase. This is when you will put all of your photos in one file on the hard drive. I'm gonna use the word hard drive from here on out And let's just know that if you did have space on your computer, you could use that, but this is just gonna keep it easier, okay? So this process might take a while. Like I said before, don't worry about those duplicates. They're likely gonna happen, it's okay. (laughs) But my pro tip here is to label the physical items. So let's say you have five SD cards, two USB sticks, um, a couple phones. And I mean, maybe even some floppy disks, right? Or CDs, right? You likely have photo of CDs. So let's talk about that, okay? I want you to get out that masking tape. I want you to put masking tape on each item and I want you to label them. So it might be CD one, two, and three. It might be USB stick one and two. It might be SD card one, two, three, four, five, right? Whatever, I just want you to make sure that they are labeled. Because what's gonna happen is you are going to start unloading these things, right? You're gonna start putting them on the hard drive and likely you're gonna get interrupted. We're not gonna, none of us have large amounts of uninterrupted time. So likely you're going to get interrupted in this and that is okay, but when you know what has already been downloaded, it is so much easier. So again, you'll have one file for each of these physical things. We can always drag and drop them into other folders later, but this way you will have firm commitment, be able to say like, okay, I've already done these things. You know, these are the ones I still need to do. Just makes it much easier. That's my pro tip here because it can be really frustrating to walk away while something is updating and then not knowing if you finished it or if you have to come back to it. I would also like to point out that once you are finished with this phase, your photos will be in two places. So they're practically backed up, right? We have a little bit of a safeguard. Our goal is to be able to discard these physical things eventually. Once you're, you know, kind of done and this process is complete, but for now, keep them in a safe place in case something goes haywire. You always have that with you, right? Okay. So just safeguard tip number one, because my whole point for this is being able to know without a doubt that your photos are safe. That's our end goal. Okay. And that we have, we don't have a bunch of duplicates. We don't have a bunch of extra photos and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, there we go. That's step three, the dumping phase. Step four is your first backup. And this is basically oops protection. So this is the organized chaos phase. It gets a little crazy. We're gonna do our first backup here so that if anything goes wrong, you have everything in one place and it will be much easier in the next step, right? The next step will be much easier. So you might be surprised what I actually recommend here. My next recommendation is to use Amazon Photos to back up your digital images. I used to use Google Photos, but they've started charging for the same service that Amazon provides for free with Amazon Prime. And since so many people already have Amazon Prime, you might as well use a service that you have and you don't have to pay anything extra for. It. You don't even need to set up a new account, it's already there. So if you don't wanna use Amazon, that is fine. You can use Google or Dropbox, but I do not recommend relying on iCloud because iCloud is not a backup service. I know it seems that way and it feels like it's being backed up and all of the vernacular at Apple is back up now, but honestly, iCloud is syncing. Now, what happens is you can access your photos across multiple devices, which is amazing. It syncs them across all of these devices. But if those files ever get corrupted, they will be gone. Just because you currently see the image on your phone and your computer does not mean that they are downloaded to both devices. So if you delete an image from iCloud on one, it will delete from the other. So please use caution here with iCloud. I love Apple products, but this one is cautionary. All right, so step That's step four. We're doing our first backup. We're taking basically that giant folder, we're putting it on Amazon just so it is taken care of. It's going to make the next process much easier. Okay. So now, step five is to remove duplicates. And there will be lots and lots and lots of duplicates. But we can make this step easier with software. So we don't have to go through and compare and contrast every single photo we have. That is what technology is for, and so there's amazing some amazing software that can do this. The one I recommend is called Photosweeper. It is only available on Macs, but you can share the license with your family, so it means that it will work on more than one computer as long as you have your family set up for Apple IDs. And before we get too much further, I should mention that I have Apple products. My entire family has Apple products. So that is where this is coming from. If you have a PC, there are there are definitely complementing apps and things that would work. Um, but the ones that I do recommend are for Apple. So apologies for that. But let me know if you have a PC and you want this information for PC. Um, that is good information to know. All right. So just reach out to me and let me know. And then I can get you uh, pointed in the right direction with the apps that would work for you. Okay, so again, the app I recommend on a Mac is called Sweeper. and this process can take a long time, but it is totally worth it. You can also have the program select the highest quality image for you to keep, so it's super helpful. So let's say you had... Um, in different varying states, you maybe have resized some photos, but you still had the original. So you have both copies, right? Let's say the original was five megabytes big and then the cropped version was one megabyte big. Well, you only want to keep the original that's five megs because that's going to be a higher quality and the app can recognize that. And so what happens is the process runs and then you'll have a chance to go through and confirm the images that are selected to be deleted. So you'll be able to look and compare and contrast and say, yes, that one's right, that's right, whatever. And then if you are ready, you can then delete them. But don't worry, you can also put these in a delete folder if you are concerned that you will make a mistake. Whew, all right. I know that sounds confusing. It's not so bad once you get in there. But that is step number five. Step number six is to organize your photos. Technically this step is optional, but a huge list of images and just their names listed one after another is totally overwhelming for me. So I highly recommend that you take time to do this phase before doing a final backup. Now, I like to save my photos by year and then month within that file for the year. So it would be like the, um, you'd have overarching like all photos, then you'd have 2003, and then within 2003, you'd have January, February, March, April, May, right? The whole year. And that way, it just makes it much easier to find your photos. And it's just a nice way to have it organized so that you can use them later on. And we'll talk about that. That's phase three. But it just makes it more fun to look through and helpful if you want to do something with them and other than just keeping them stored on the hard drive or in the cloud, right? So you can sort your photos manually But again, it is much easier to use software to do this. And I've used Big Mean Folder Machine, gosh, that's a hard name, uh, with success, and I do recommend it on Macs as well. All right, so that is step number six is to organize step number seven. Now, that's just your first organization. um, And we'll talk about that in phase two. So step seven is to complete the backup. Now, the seventh and final step in phase one will kind of complete this process. And at this point, you can take a break, take a breath, understand that everything's there. And so we really want to make sure we complete phase one and then we can pause. But then we can move on to step two or phase two and phase three. But this is kind of really important to get through all of these seven steps. Make sense? All right. At this point, your images are cleaned up and they are base level organized. So it's time to make sure that there's a copy in the cloud. That's on Amazon, in Amazon Photos, and that you have a copy in your physical space, and that is your hard drive. When the file folders for the years and the months inside are saved on both, your digital photos are considered safe, and you can move on to phase two right? And you can also take a break if this part has been difficult and overwhelming and you just need a pause, which is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break before we head into the next phase to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll move on to the true organization phase and finish up with ideas for what to do with your photos once you hit maintenance mode.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do?
0: So phase two is all about really diving into your photos. We've gotten rid of the duplicates in phase one, but you likely still have a lot of photos that you don't really care about. Does this sound familiar? You take a lot of images, pretty much the same thing to make sure you get a good one right? You'll take different angles. You'll take multiples of the same one because oftentimes people will blink. Someone will say something. So there's generally not that many that you really want to keep in the end. Or perhaps you have a bunch of landscape photos from your vacation that you're never really going to do anything with. You might also have old images with people that you no longer remember or that you don't stay in contact with. Well, guess what? It is okay to delete these images that you don't love, that you don't want to reference, and that, or that you never plan on referencing. In our digital era, it is so easy to take a ton of photos, and it's even easier to just let them consume our digital space. So let's take back control, just like we do in our living rooms and our kitchens. Let's call the unnecessary so that we can enjoy the truly special. So what I like to do in phase 2 is go through one month at a time and look at all the photos in that file. I will look to see if there are similar ones and if there are, I will pick my favorite one or two. If there are landscapes, well then I will pick the ones with people in it or that are really good. Now, we have some landscape photos from our European travels that we love and we have kept, right? We we were very diligent in some of the photos that we took on purpose. But there were tons that we deleted too. They weren't any good. And so I've also gotten rid of lots of random shots of things like the Grand Canyon, photos I've taken on our many moves across the country. I'm just, I can just see picture these in my head. Ha ha, pun intended. But, you know, there are so many things that I look back on these photos and I think, what, why did I take this photo? And at the time I took them, it was great. But now I make it a point to make sure There is a human of importance to me, not just a random human, in the pictures. And if not, I take the time to enjoy the scenery when I'm in a place. I try to soak up the moments and be present. (sighs) And it's not all about capturing it on my camera or now my phone. Now, I know going through all of these photos is a tedious process, but it is also really fun it is nice to be able to reminisce and look back at what you were doing on any given month in any given year of your life in digital photo form. So just know that it does take time. Make sure you're in a place where you're comfortable and you're not rushed. And you can just look at it. Take your time with this step. Your photos are already backed up. And this is just the process of calling the unimportant so that your life is easier, right? This doesn't have to be done in a week. It doesn't have to be done in a month. It doesn't even have to be done in a year. But if you just take it little by little, it will be something that you can take care of and get together and you will feel amazing when it is done. I promise. I've been there, done that, and it is great. Okay. So that is actually step phase number two, which is just this organization phase. We're getting rid of all of the ones that we don't want and don't love. And we're just keeping the ones that we do actually care about. So it's going to free up some space and give you lots of room to take and make new memories. And when that phase is done, we can move on to phase three, which is to maintain. So in order to not have to do this process again in 10 years, we're going to take care of it little by little as we go. And it makes it much easier. Plus, I have some really good tips for ways we can actually utilize these photos and enjoy them throughout, you know, throughout our lives instead of just dumping them into these places where they never see the light of day. So at least once a year, I go through my photos and I organize them into monthly files I like to do it more often, preferably quarterly, but I mean, I'm human and life is life and sometimes time just gets away from me. So I repeat the same process though of putting the images into the monthly folders, decluttering the not so great ones. At this point, when you are just doing photos on a regular basis, you're not really gonna have the duplicates, but you are welcome to run the duplicate finder if you need to, especially if you are combining different cameras from different people in the family you may have shared things that then are on multiple people's camera rolls like my husband and I do that all the time we often airdrop photos to each other because he took one and I want to share it with someone or I want to post it and so we will definitely have duplicates so if that is sounds like you make sure you run that duplicate finder as well because again we don't want to be taking up space that we don't need to So again, I'm doing the same thing. I'm repeating those same steps that we did, but it's on a much, much smaller scale. Instead of 10 or 20 years worth of photos, I only have three to 12 months. And it's definitely gotten easier and it goes a lot faster when you're doing this on a regular basis. But the bigger question here is, what do you do with these photos? Well, in our home, the reason we do it annually is because we create an annual photo calendar. So come December, I need all the photos from the year before. And this is just a great reminder. It's a great you know, reason for me to do this. And it forces me to then take the time and sit down and make sure I find the best photos for the year. Those photo calendars make a great gift at the holidays too. Our parents love getting them. We get one for ourselves and gift it to ourselves. And I love hanging it up. So here's how I make those calendars. For instance... This year, I will take all the images from January 2023, and then those images, our favorites, generally nine or less, will be the images that I use on the calendar for January 2024. And I repeat that for each month throughout the year. And in real life, once, you know, once 2024 rolls around and we pull it up and January is up there on the wall, it is so fun when we turn the page on a new month and see what we were doing at that same time the year before. We all look forward to it. And it is a wonderful way to remember the joys and the simple pleasures of our lives. I mean, I know sometimes it can feel mundane, but this is a great reminder that even the ordinary is sweet and worth cherishing. Whew, we covered a lot today. So those were the three phases of decluttering your digital photos. The first one is that big giant initial declutter, getting everything in one place, making sure you don't have any duplicates, backing it up, cleaning it up, backing it up again once it's clean to make sure we had everything taken care of and we didn't have any oopsies along the way. Second phase is to do the organization. So again, it's like in real life when you are decluttering, right? You're getting rid of stuff. Our whole goal in the end is to have things organized, but you can't organize without decluttering first. So we do the decluttering and then we organize. We They're already in folders and for the year and for the month, but this then lets us go through and do that second declutter process. Make sure we're getting out the similar photos, the ones that don't mean anything to us, and just keeping those really special ones. And then the third phase is maintenance. Very similar to what we do in real life. As things come into our home and our physical spaces, we have to make room for the new, let go of the old. Well, the good news is with digital photos... You don't have to replace them with new ones. You get to keep all the old ones and just add the new ones in, but make sure we're doing it in a very intentional way and make sure that those photos that we choose to keep are the ones that are good, right? We're not keeping the blurry photos. We're not keeping the ones with where people look, you know, make bad faces or you know have these oopsies things, right? We want the good photos. And then it's just a nice way to be able to look back on the year and then use those photos for a way where you can continue to spread joy through your home and through your family. Okay, I will say, as I was going through this process, I realized there is a lot to it. And so I know you are gonna have questions. And here I'm getting to that special offer. I am creating a DIY course for this process. And it will walk you through each step with video tutorials and visuals that will make the process super simple. It will be released for Mac users first, because again, that is what I use. That's what we have in our family. That is what I am most comfortable with. But if there is enough demand, there will be a PC version as well. So the thing is, I am opening up for pre-sales right now when this podcast goes live, because I am still in the midst of finishing it up. It's not quite ready. I wanna make sure it is perfect for you. And so the good news is you're getting pre-sale price because it hasn't quite launched live yet. So if you are interested in getting more help with your digital photo decluttering, if you've listened to this and you thought, that makes a lot of sense, but I don't know quite exactly where I'm supposed to start, I would really love to see a visual of this. I'd love someone to walk me through. I will go in detail on each of those steps, walk you through very succinctly and very quickly without these giant lessons, they will be short and quick and easy bite-sized lessons for you to make sure you can go through and get this done and not get lost in the minutia of where you put things and how you label them and what should they look like and uh, all of this stuff. So I will walk you through that. I will show you the exact apps that you should get and how the process looks. So if that is of interest to you and you want to get more help with your digital decluttering, go to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 175 to get the link for the pre-sale. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 175. Or you can go to Instagram and you can comment photos on the post for this episode and I will send you the link. The course will be out in a week and the price will go up when it is live. So don't miss out on this presale if it is something you are interested in. Let's get your photos under control by the end of this year. And that just about wraps it up for this episode on decluttering and organizing your photos. If you know someone who could benefit from getting their photos in order, well, be a good friend and share this episode with them so that they can get their photos in order and sleep better at night. With that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you back here next week for a guest interview with Stephanie Rosenfield. We are going to be talking about finding our minimum enoughness. It was a super fun conversation and she and I have so many similar opinions, but it is always a good reminder that enough is a great bar to aim for and perfection is overrated. I promise you, you will not want to miss it. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Until next time, take care, think clutter free, and remember, I believe in you. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I will see you next week. Cheers.